This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Have you ever wanted a peek behind the scenes at Oz 9? You really shouldn't. It's a mess back there. And no one knows that better than its cast. In this special hiatus episode, our four newest cast members, Erie Alexander, Sarah Golding, Kevin Hall, and David S. Deer, got together, digitally anyway, to lament their foolish decision to come aboard the Oz-9. Hello, welcome. This is uh, the season two to season three hiatus episode where we are going to uh, have a little discussion with the four newest cast members who joined the show in season two. No one can see me wiggling my head. I was raising my eyebrows, but that didn't make a sound either. If it did, it'd be disturbing, but... What kind of sound would it be? Yeah, what what foley? Pushing of hairs against the microphone. I do that with uh, a horse brush and a small penny. I have a ton of resumes in my drive and none of them are mine. (laughs) Just use someone else's. Nobody will ever know. She's a collector of resumes. (laughs) Well, I played King Lear in an episode of... No. Um... (laughs) So, uh, first thing we'll do is, uh, we'll introduce ourselves. So, I figured, why don't we go ahead and start with David, since he's the newest member of the cast. So, who are you? What characters do you play? And tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. I am David S. Deer, and I play Dr. Theo Brome, introduced in the third to the last episode, I think it was. Huzzah! Um, Something like that, yeah. Anti-penultimate. I just learned that word a couple days ago, so I can sound really pretentious. The um, and I play also well. I played in the the bonus episode, um, Doctor Charlie. What was his last name? I don't even remember. I guess we can just go with Doctor Charlie. Uh, and uh, that's me on Oz Nine, at least for now. <laughs> and and uh, as far as my other acting stuff, uh, currently I am the the creator and producer of the sci-fi audio drama A Ninth World Journal, 
Hooray. I'm also the co-producer, along with Shannon, of the Listen, Rinse, Repeat podcast, the Wash Your Hands While Listening to an Episode yes, podcast, that's so good. which is a lot of fun. Uh, but I've uh, the, most of my experience in theater, in acting, has been in theater on stage for the last, oh, I don't know, maybe 25 years or so. But I've since left the live stage and gone to the audio behind the mic, as it were. To the dark that's side. Kind of a lot more fun, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the dark side. Booths, so dark. Yeah. I like to have light in my booths. I don't know about the rest of you, but I need to Bro, see the uh, script. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm getting a nice tan off my iPad. That blue light. Uh, just my face. It's just tanned. <laughs> Someone needs to invent that. With the little, like, foil things on either side, you know. Well, let's, let's do it. Let's manufacture it. Yeah. Osnine teams tanning iPads. <laughs> it's something that Osnine would manufacture, wouldn't it? Yeah, come on, Osnineify it. Let's do it. Don't be surprised if that item shows up in an episode of Osnine later after Shannon hears this. <laughs> <laughs> it will not be safe. <laughs> Harry, how about your next? Oh, okay. Your uh, next news member. Sure. Oh. I, I couldn't find my resume, so I'll try my best. Um, I'm Mary Alexander. Uh, what have I done? Well, I am the creator, producer, and like five other things for Jim Robbie and the Wonders. I also voice the character of Tango. Um, I am also the champion in Otherverse. I played Dory in What's the Frequency? Uh, and I've had guest spots in Our Fair City, uh, Greater Boston. I know I'm missing like a couple podcasts and I'm so very sorry. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've done a lot uh, in the voice acting like podcasting community, which I love doing. At the moment, uh, during COVID, I've been knitting a sweater um, and working on reopening my uh, creative workspace in Olympia, Washington, where we have a recording booth and a bunch of space for artists to work in. Uh, yeah, I think. Did I miss anything? Uh, just the name of your character on Oz 9. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't keep track of this. Um, I play Julie on Oz 9. So that's what I do. Okay. Sarah, how about you next? Hello, I'm Sarah Golding. I, I play Mrs. Sheffield in Oz 9. And if I told you anything else, I'd have to kill you. Uh, no, I uh, <laughs> I love I love voice acting. It's something I've been uh, in doing for I guess six years now, five years, six years. And uh, I also have a, a podcast about voice acting, which any of you are welcome on at any time, uh, called Mediva. And a season three is uh, being created as we speak. I've been interviewing all sorts of lovely people about uh, voice acting, directing, and casting, and and more to be useful to the the community and I do a funded podcast called Anyone for Coffee. It's a women's health podcast looking at five different amazing women and what happening behind their eyes if you like, <laughs> the, the real things affecting them in their day to day and podcast wise I've been in so many fun things I, it would take me a little while I think. I've, I know I worked out the other day I've been over a hundred different podcasts. Uh, I think I had one line eerie in uh, <laughs> Jim Robbie I and the 
Wanderers. I'm pretty sure we've had you and Jim Robbie in the Wanderers. I, I remember when I used to ask people to play shrimps. So we've had yeah. so many people. Yeah, I, 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 I've enjoyed myself immensely. And I, I, I love different accents. So I've got quite a, a different range of different types of characters. So I've been playing lots of different folks on my Camellia podcast and Scottish podcast and uh, Hostile Worlds. And um, oh gosh, lots and lots of fun. Uh, it would be boring if I just listed them. But just go and look up Sarah Golding on something and you'll find find a list of fun things. I just love it. Voice acting is the best job in the world, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. I mean, I'd never be Mrs. Sheffield in real life. I'm not sassy enough. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why I love voice acting. You can be exactly who you're not really ever able to really be. <laughs> I've stopped. <laughs> All right, that brings us to me. I'm Kevin Hall. I'm the voice of Greg the Zebra, which the other people can see I'm wearing my Greg shirt today. Um, um, uh, Greg was originally Cal before he switched bodies. Uh, I also play uh, Felonius, one of uh, Tiberius's henchmen, Uh, but I've also done several other voices for the show, including Spotty Bosch, the Armadillo, Radu the Handsome, the Vampire in our Halloween (laughs) episode, Uh, Matt who I have to admit I'm glad I don't have to do anymore. I hated doing that voice. <laughs> uh, uh, who else did I do? Oh, the, the tour guide. Um, oh, I keep thinking there's at least one more, but I keep forgetting which what all the voices are I do. But, uh, Oz did Nine you do my the first. mime? The voice of the mime? Yes! No, actually. We <laughs> <laughs> went, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. At first I went, started to go, wait. Then I realized what you were doing. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Ozna is my first foray into uh, voice acting, something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, before that... Uh, I've done some, most of my acting experience was in high school. Uh, I did some community theater, uh, including one very ambitious uh, uh, production of The Laramie Project uh, a number of years ago, wow. uh, which the uh, Laramie Project is only supposed to be like five or six cast members doing all these 30-some characters, uh, switching out characters in a very minimal stage. Uh, and our director decided she was going to cast every single one of those parts. Whoa. So we had this huge cast of 30 people on stage the whole show uh, during this production of The Alernary Project. Uh, I, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Moises Kaufman, I think, is the writer of that, episode, of that uh, play. Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble remembering, but he actually came and talked to us because he heard about it and thought this was a fantastic idea. So I actually got to meet him doing that too. Cool. Groovy. So, but uh, other than that, uh, I'm a city bus driver when I'm not doing funny voices. Oh, hooray for city bus drivers everywhere. (laughs) Where would we be without folks? uh, Other than that, uh, I... I served 14 years in the U.S. Uh, U.S. military, uh, oh, Army, wow. and National Guard. 
and well. I could get into the long list of jack of all trades jobs I've done, but we don't have that much time. <laughs> so. We should get people to guess them, and if they get all of them, they win an Oz <laughs> Nine Zebra T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that up to Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're giving us so many ideas, aren't we kind? <laughs> As if she needs anything else to do, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All praise the Shannon. It's amazing. Fun. <laughs> it's fun writing, isn't it? Fun writing. Get stuck into. Yeah. Have a laugh. <laughs> like the idea of just um, having to write, worrying about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Just turn up and act and have fun. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we've got some questions that uh, the original cast answered during the between season one and season two that uh, we'll now answer. Mm -hmm. uh, do we win a prize so if we one? get them right? Do we, do we win? <laughs> do, we, do we also get separate t-shirts? <gasps> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I think that was a uh, no. <laughs> only if we get them wrong, because you know that's our sign. <laughs> Yeah, fair yeah, enough. It's not a zebra. It's what, like an orangutan? <laughs> <laughs> With stripes. I've decided I'm going to mime all my answers. So then Stop giving Shannon ideas. She'll write it into the script. <laughs> <laughs> I just need royalties. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, First question here is, uh, how did you get involved with Oz9? Oh, it was a salubrious oh, night back in New York, 1969. And, uh, mm. oh no, sorry, got distracted. Everything so, happens in 1969, in New York, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a definite thing So that there. makes it believable um, as far as... <laughs> did you believe me, did you? I, yes. I, I know, I wasn't actually... Especially if it's also a dark and stormy night. <gasps> oh yeah, that's true. And the rain is falling in waves. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'll let someone else speak first, because I've told mine now. <laughs> uh, well... Oh, this after you. Is it rumble time? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I'm very polite. I uh, got an email from Shannon that was like, hey, do you want to voice a character? We need a character. I met her while she was tabling at uh, Pod Tales oh. that I had the fortune to be able to fly out to and do a tabling for Javabi and the Wanderers. And so that was really nice to like, meet other people and awkwardly hand people business cards, even though we <laughs> haven't had an episode in two years. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, it was, it was really awesome to kind of get that email and be like, oh my goodness, like she remembered that I exist as a human being and that I can exact nice. So many people. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've, yeah. Well, my, mine's a little kind of odd. <laughs> Shannon and, and I have kind of, well, we've known each other from the Cast Junkies Discord server and our paths collided and crossed and we talked, you know, we talked with each other a lot and we, we're both headed to do, and I'm going to shed a tear when I say this, but we were, she had wanted me to join in on the Wi-Fi Sci-Fi live show we were going to do in Seattle um, on mm. the 25th. 
Yeah. I know. I know. It's, it will it'll, happen it'll one still, day. It will, it will. It will happen one day. Yes, absolutely. But she and I were just talking bits and back and forth and stuff like that. And I was listening to the interview that the cast was doing on um, Creators Anon. Mm. And they were talking about something about a Jamaican accent or something like that. And it was Bonnie saying, I don't know how to do one. And they're like, well, you're going to have to learn how to do one, et cetera, et cetera. So then I, in a chat with Shannon, uh, I'd said, you do realize that um, my mom's West Indian and I, I do those accents. <laughs> so I'm just saying dot, yes. dot, dot, dot. And she's like, what, what are you saying? And I'm like, you know, if you ever wanted to do that. <laughs> and she's like, you really want to do this show? You'd really want to be on the show? And I'm like, I've wanted to be on the show since I've heard it. I just love the show, but I didn't want to sit there and come up to you and go, can I be on your show? And have you go, oh, God. You know, because Shannon can't say no to anybody, so. <laughs> I shouldn't divulge that, but. Um, so, so she was like, She'll actually, edit it if she doesn't want you to know. There you go, yeah. It's the power of the editor. So she, uh, she says to me, actually, I've wanted to ask you if you do a, bit on the show but I didn't think you would and I'm like well I wanted to want to be on the show but I didn't think it was kind of one of those weird like standoff kind of things so she she created Dr. Theo Bromey and here we are amazing I think mine was actually just a a random Twitter conversation I think where uh, Shannon said would I like to, to come and play and I was like, yeah, because I, I generally am a tweeter outer of things I like. I uh, don't know if you noticed. And um, yeah, essentially, uh, I was nine. I've been following since the, the outset, really gently. And uh, yeah, just got asked. And it's like, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be exciting. Uh, and yeah, so I've jumped in and, and, and I'm playing. It's all good. <laughs> well, unlike David, I, I did kind of force myself in. Uh, <laughs> Did you wear uh, the zebra outfit to get the part? Is that what it was? No. <laughs> um, I actually went to high school with Tim Sherburn, who plays Colin, oh. and he kept posting on Facebook about this podcast he was doing. So one day I said, okay, I'll give it a listen. I think it was around episode 15 was out by that time. So I went ahead and binged the whole 15 episodes. And I thought, you know... I have always wanted to do some voice acting. So I reached out to Tim and said, if she's okay with remote uh, actors, would she be interested in having me come in and do mm-hmm. some voices? I wasn't expecting to become a, a permanent member of the cast on at that time. I was just thinking I'll do voices like the uh, Armadillo, uh, Radu, these other characters that I've done. I figured, well, that's, you know, that's fine. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, but she decided to go ahead and make me Cal and then move me on to uh, a full cast member. And I've been enjoying it. It's a fun bunch of people to, uh, to be around and work yeah. with. And it's, it, it's, it lets me, lets me stretch my, my uh, vocal talents a little bit. So. Mm. Groovy. Do you get to be in the same room so. as the folks then as well? Unfortunately, no. I'm in central Illinois, and oh, so are uh, Aaron and 
Aaron and June Clark are also in the same area I am, but they record at their house, I record at my house. Okay. Um, and uh, Tim, Richard, Richard, and Eric and Shannon are all, they all go over to Tim and Richard's house and record because they all live pretty close to each other. Yeah. And of course, Bonnie lives down in Texas, so. Mm-hmm. Bit of a stretch for yeah. a day trip. <laughs> I'm the closest. I can make like a one and a half hour drive to visit them, but I was brought on just as Corona hit, so <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. dang it. Well, you know, you're all yeah, welcome been... here whenever you like. Just let me yeah, know. Yeah, I'll just hop on a plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or well, maybe learn to row. Probably be quicker than getting here by plane at the moment. Who knows? <laughs> well, with my arm right now, I guess I need to hide. Oh, so. yeah, that wouldn't work. Uh, You'd end yeah. up in the bottom of Mexico or something, would it? Yeah. Depends which, which sea you <laughs> I'd, I'd be first. rowing in circles. Yeah, no, that, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Look, there's the coast. Look, there's the coast again. <laughs> Look, there's the coast. But then you'd have one amazing arm, though, after doing that. For yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. You'd look like a fiddler crab. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> That's the look that was on the front of Heat magazine, wasn't it? Everyone's going for that look these days, so, so maybe oh, we should yeah. try. I think so, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but no, sending healing vibes to your, to your arm, healing vibes. Oh, yes, that yes. would work. Sorry, like we, a bit of a tangent some there. of us have kind of answered this some of us have kind of answered this next question already but what's the experience been like so far it's very sexy very <laughs> yeah that's a good move for it <laughs> um, would you all agree this is a sexy show I, I think it's not marketed right it needs to be yeah, more, <laughs> more lingerie been... involved <laughs> do you not record in lingerie I thought that was the stipulation is that not right oh. Oh, don't, don't give me mental images of that, that memo. Gosh. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you guys, I actually do. Yeah. So, um, well, it's I just because it's Corona, so we don't put on pants. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But you, I, I really did not doing, need. You know. I did not need the mental image of Greg wearing a pair of uh, spinders <laughs> with silk uh, stockings and a. It's Brazier. somebody's thing. <laughs> I'm sure you know? somebody finds it attractive. <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of crazy people out there. Um, I've just really been enjoying it. It's been relaxing, and I just, uh, especially with everything that's happened, it's just nice to like talk to people occasionally. Yeah. I'm yes. a very social and person, and all of a sudden I can't leave the house. So it's just really nice to occasionally be like, oh, should I have a Zoom call? I should go yes. do that. Yes, yes, yeah, for sure. No, it's been really fun. I, I love the let's let's for want of a better phrase of putting it, the sort of last minute nature of the fun, because uh, because my life is quite hectic. I'm, I I juggle lots of different plates uh, very badly, and so this way of working is very exciting. And so I love the thing of you get you get your lines there and they're due there. It's like yes. Because I don't work so well with people who say, uh, okay, Sarah, here's your lines, uh, get them in when you like. Well, that then automatically obviously goes till Christmas, you know, because right. I have so many other things. So by working this way, it's been actually kind of cool. And I've uh, hopefully been mostly yeah, on time. It is nice to have a deadline that's basically like, please, 
as soon as possible. If you can at two in the morning tonight, just go do that. Just do it. Next 10 minutes. Don't worry about it. Yeah. For me, it's a really refreshing pace from Ninth World Journal because we do the table reads and those are a lot of fun to have those interactions which Ninth World Journal is all asynchronous so the actors are just sending me the lines whenever they can Mm. which works works really well for that show but for this show having that being able to kind of play off each other and having that dynamic in the table reads is really a lot of fun and that's something that you don't get to do as often in the audio drama world, um, even as I do a bunch of guest shows. I think this is the first show I've done um, synchronously or doing right. you know, live either table read or recording studio style. The rest of the ones that I've been a guest on have sent in the lines and you just kind of all of a sudden a podcast episode's out and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> more people should do. Sorry. Coherent. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think more people should do jumping online. And I mean, there's so many ways to connect. You know, there's Source Connect now mm-hmm. and this Zoom and there's Zencaster and uh, And yet Clean we still Feed haven't had you in one of our get-together recordings, Sarah. No. No, I think they've the landed at times which hadn't worked. Exist. But I will stay up later. I, I, I've been trying to get more beauty sleep for obvious reasons. Uh, it's just not working. So <laughs> it's tough when you're like three days ahead of us here. Well, this is it. Space time yeah. continuum splitting the atom thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. So Britain. We're on. We're. In, it's Thursday now, um, and it's right. good. Look, looks good today. It's very hot. It's Thirty degrees, and uh, when you get to it, it'll be a beautiful day. Um, but no, I, I think more people should do it because I, I've produced as well, and I think. Uh, having people in the same space to connect with the paces and the timbres and the, and you can hear what your fellow people speak like so that if you do still have to record individually, you've kind of got an idea in your head of, of the makeup of it, yeah, the component parts, which I think do help. Um, and I don't know about you, but I do imagine the characters I'm speaking to when I'm speaking to them and the space I'm in. So it's almost like a the, the, yeah. the Star Trek room kind of, a, you know, the thingy room kind of the holodeck where it is. <laughs> Is my yeah. is my microphone? It's like <laughs> I'm in the warehouse, mm. the and the car, uh, and yeah, I, I imagine quite vividly as well as I say what the people look like and where they are in relation to me and all those things. So I think having a a table read online in a this kind of Zoom fashion or whatever people people utilize is mm-hmm. really valuable as a voice actor. It makes you feel valued a bit more as well. I think. Yeah. I We've we've uh, since I've joined the uh, show, we've always done a, a, a cold read first, where we all got together in Zoom, and then we, while we were still on the Zoom, we do the recording. We've done more of a little sort of a remote recording thing lately because we can't all be, we can't get people closer together to do it um, because uh, Tim and Richard at their house uh, is where they have the good recording stuff, mm. so it's. A little harder for the for the Seattle crew to get together and, and do the good recording but it's always been a lot of fun we sit around and, yeah. uh, especially when we do do the recordings uh, June Clark uh, sits right next to Aaron her husband and uh, she she uh, sits there and while while Aaron's doing Le Bichon Frise he's doing some line and she's covering her mouth trying hard not to get the laughs heard over the microphone from what he's doing Oh, and it's just so much fun to sit there and watch her laugh at what's going on. 
I love that. See that connectivity, you know, you can't buy it, can you? I think voice actors are the most fun people I find. Uh, and oh, so, yeah. and you know, a lot of the stuff we do is, is very insular. I spend, I, I used this joke today, but I'm going to re- recycle it. Why not? Uh, I've spent more time underneath this duvet than I can think of. And what other fun things can you think of to do under a duvet that didn't quite <laughs> fall as better? But essentially, you know, I, I am quite insular in what I do a lot of the time. And sometimes I'm recording at stupid o'clock in the morning uh, and sometimes a bit more sensible time. So any chance I can get to connect with people and learn from people, you know, I think voice acting is all about paying attention to what other folks are doing as well and, and thinking, oh, that's, that's groovy what they're doing and trying to soak their their technique or their, their moods up. It's, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I like doing it because, uh, like I said, I've, I've, I've got a background of stage theater. So mm-hmm. does Tim. Uh, so does Aaron. So does June. Um, so oh, we're all used to... Yeah, we're... <laughs> Yeah, there's several of us who we've got stage experience. It's great to be able to play off of what the person's doing, mm-hmm. even though our our listeners aren't going to see the facial expressions or the body motions or whatever. Yeah, we get to see that, and we can play off of it, and it helps develop our characters a little bit when we're doing the the uh, um, character. Uh, but uh, yes, and. Uh, Actually, I, I have, I've got a question for everyone. It's not on the list here. There's something I thought about. It, I, was, <gasps> I know. How dare Exciting. I'm it's going to be. I don't know. But I don't know. The, the voice and personality of your character, what, where, how did you come up with it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I have to say that, at least for me, Julie, it's super easy because it's like just my standard level of sarcasm uh <laughs> Hooray. that's yeah uh i think she's one of the easiest characters that i've had to voice because there is no moist uh, moist no, no voice modulation that i have to do like i'm not having to pitch my voice or put on an accent or try to change the way that I behave. It's like every line is just my level of sarcasm. So <laughs> it's just me snapping at people, <laughs> which is nice, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a refreshing break from my, I don't know, having to play tango where I'm like squeaking the entire time and exuberant and excited. So I appreciate Shannon just handing me myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh is this what Shannon's doing is she telling us who we're really like this is very exciting I mean I'm okay with that <laughs> I, I, I have to say I think so even though you know, Greg's not not my voice I, I, I don't have the southern accent but the more I think about it the more Greg really kind of fits my personality okay. uh, just that, that that pleasant jovial kind of guy and I remember well the first time I did Cal uh, when we first showed up on the show. Hmm. Shannon got a hold of me and said, "Can you do an avuncular accent?" And I was like, "Uh, I think so." <laughs> I'd heard the word avuncular before, but I was sitting here scratching my head trying to figure out what that meant. And so she said, "Well, it's, it's like the 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 kindly uncle type thing." Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, I started thinking about it and came recording the I did 
didn't really have a voice in mind. And the line showed up, and I just said the first line with that accent, and Bonnie died laughing. She loved the fact that the bomb had a southern accent. Amazing. So, I love that accent. Oh, yeah, my. When, when, it's glorious. When Cal first showed up on the scene, I was like, oh, I love this character. Yeah. I love the character. Yeah, you can envision I'm, him straight I'm glad away. We, we changed from the deep uh, modulation to the just vague modulation. Because I, if you can't tell, I tend to talk a little quick. And we found out that I had to slow down to do Cal. Otherwise, it was really it hard to hear with the modulation. So hard okay. to slow down your damn voice. It is, it. and it it gives me anxiety to try to slow down to do it. It's like I want to spark quicker. I'm just I'm constantly second guessing myself because I'm like, okay, am I talking still too fast? Like, do I need to slow down even more? Is this? Do I think I've slowed down and I'm just not slowed down at all? Because I like naturally, you guys have. I'm sure notice I I can go breakneck if I need to with like the way that I talk. I'm just very yeah. fast. Yeah. And I've I've been told a couple of times when voicing that I need to like slow down. Oh, it's about half. It's also a Pacific Northwesterner thing kind of thing. We do kind of speak pretty quickly. I moved up here from fucking Florida. I grew oh, up in Louisiana. How the hell do I like talk like a motor? That's now? a good question. Was it? I, I was hired to do an audio book from somebody in Mississippi, and I did the narration, and she said, "You need to slow down." People She's in the fucking South lying talk because even in my slow. Louisiana accent, I sound like this, and I talk this goddamn fast. So wow, interesting. It's, huh. This okay. is from the northwest of Louisiana, south, and this is how fast I talk, no matter what I'm doing. So I don't know what to tell wow. you. Wow. <laughs> perfect as it is. Keep it as it is. I mean, if you're doing yes. like a Faulkner-esque thing, I guess there is that kind of like lazy, slow feeling to it but i know plenty of southern people that are motor mouths so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter uh oh, and any input from david or sarah about your voices oh. how they came from go david my voice is, is my natural speaking voice but the character in the feel that was kind of shannon's concept but the way i pull off it is that my i have really close friends who don't like people getting close to them <laughs> they're really they don't like to be touched and they make it very very clear so i kind of channel them to get that vibe of how they would always react when people ever got close to them they they wouldn't they cut their own hair because they don't want people touching them so uh that's mm -hmm. kind of my my resource for Brome's approach he's kind of an intellectual and delights in that but then i like to try to <laughs> find the contrast between his intellectualism and his, you know, getting all skeeved out-ism, I guess. Groovy. It's, it's really well done. I really yeah, like that. Thank amazing. you. I, I can just see him kind of cringing over to the side going, get away from me. <laughs> and I do. When I'm doing the voice, I, I'll oh, recoil please. just on those lines. Yeah. That wraps up your negligee, isn't close. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think for, for, for Mrs. Duda, I uh, gave a few different voices to Shannon to decide from because uh, accents as I said earlier I love accents and um, so essentially I, I think I gave her a rougher version I, I maybe a Liverpool as well I think like that uh, which uh, yeah, a few different things that uh, and then she said no I think actually the one that's sort of more like more like your voice 
but, but with a bit of sass. So I, I find that I do do Mrs Sheffield a, a little bit closer to the mic um, and slow her down and, and perhaps uh, soften her even more because I have a very, you probably noticed, very soft voice um, due to allergies, asthma, eczema and anything else the world can throw at me. So yeah, I, I, I think she decided on that one and uh, that's where we went with it. Um, but yeah, decision, decisions. I think she, she found it quite hard to fathom which one, but uh, hopefully this one's the funnest. <laughs> I, I always thought your uh, Miss Sheffield sounded sounds a little bit like Drunk Helen from the Scottish podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, you know, yes, I suppose she's sort of slightly less Scottish, less drunk Helen. Maybe that should be her, her middle name. Um, <laughs> uh, Helen Sheffield, there you go. <laughs> yes! That odd, you know, I, I'm drunk Helen is one of my favourite ones to do. Just because, you know, playing any character that has that kind of uh, ridiculous nuke to, to them is, is fun. But yeah, I, I, I thrive on uh, that fun. And it's lovely to pop up and just um, enjoy myself with those uh, wondrous scenes with Mrs Sheffield. So yeah, voice-wise, I think she's sassy. I think we, we talked about maybe because of the initial introduction that she would have different accents potentially as she did these different things mm. um, but no we kept her we kept her the, the same um, and who knows if that's her real voice <laughs> maybe it is drunk <laughs> Helen <laughs> at, right. the, at the weekends um, but yeah I, yeah enjoying myself very much <laughs> well let's move on to the next question um, where do you think the story is going Space. I'm just in it for the ride. Yeah, for sure. I'm hoping I don't get blown up or something. I think. That's <gasps> I know the that's the thing. And if I get blown up, maybe I'll be like reparticled together or something. Yes, a new hey, rival AI. Shit. I'm the one who dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who plays the dying characters. <laughs> You're the red shirt. I played. That's I, right. I, I'm glad they. I'm like glad the they first, finally added that. I think this is like the first major role that I have had where we have not planned to kill me. <gasps> so <laughs> the the day is young. Yeah. I, I enjoyed uh, dying <laughs> in in other verse when I had to waterboard myself in the. Oh. Uh, recording booth in order to make those like gurgling like death sounds. Goodness. I get stabbed through with a sword. Whoa, and, and spoilers. And water and blood everywhere. So that was, I came out kind of bleary eyed with water all over my shirt. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so this is it. Voice actors, live foley and drowning and dying all at the same time. Plus reading a script. It's immense. Watching your levels. There's so much going on there. <laughs> Where's it going? I, I, I don't know that I can say where I think the story's going because I know that Shannon has no idea. Where the going. <laughs> and Were long we may that continue. To say that out loud? <laughs> That's a secret that everyone knows. Is Shush. Oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me just. Well, I, oh no, Shannon has all seventeen seasons plotted out. To the <laughs> word, to the yeah, letter. So. Only 17. We have access to the Google Doc. We're just not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what goes in Google Doc stays in Google Doc. Yes. 
But if I was going to say where it might be going... Yeah, come on. Come on, David. We're hanging uh, on your every word. I think... I wouldn't be surprised if we see crossovers. I can't wait for the Star Trek Babylon 5 crossover. Oh! That would be interesting. And I'm not sure which shows we get. I mean, there was already the crossover with... um, uh, I can't remember who it was from... um, course my brain's on a blank yeah i, I see it, it was one of the bonus head. episodes it was one of the bonus episodes um they're if they're listening they're shouting it out <laughs> yeah everybody <laughs> yes, this is to go to my a test for the listener screaming in the ether maybe i'll pull up my uh, my my show subs and i'll just uh <laughs> scroll through it and i and i can tell you which one it is so First season. I, I do vaguely remember some sort of crossover. I just don't remember what it was. The, 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 it's the, an alliteration, the show. Why am I yeah. blanking? The, the vaguely cockney robot that smokes shows up on yes. the Oz 9. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. They have a book that's out. Jeez Louise. Oh, but, this is the whole show. So more it's... crossovers. That's what we. Yeah. Uh, I would. I, I'm. It'd be interesting to see if she can do some more crossovers. If she finds other uh, shows to reach out to. Groovy. Johnny Way Johnson to the Oz Nine. Yes. Oh. Oh wait. Oh no. I don't. Maybe. <laughs> we have not talked about that. It, it, it's Johnny Way is such a serious guy in such a odd and kooky and strange universe. It would be really. <laughs> really trippy to to see how that would work. <laughs> poor guy. He's so already what? having trouble staying grounded as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so what else would you see it pairing with? Like Girl in Space, We Fix Space Junk. Anything with space in the title. Something oh, space. I could definitely see us doing a crossover with We Fix Space Junk. Yeah. I can oh, just yeah. see Kilner showing up on the ship to fix something. <laughs> Yeah. I feel bad. I haven't listened to podcasts in a really long time. <laughs> wow. Best, <laughs> so best in Galaxy, by the way. It's Best in Galaxy. That's mm-hmm. it. Oh, That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. If Corpline comes back, that would be a fun one to do a crossover with. Which one? Corpline. Corpline. Yeah. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. It's not very spacey, but I think it could be. Mm. But it's very Canadian. Hurrah! (laughs) Well, there's civilized pod, isn't there? Jump on and just do some improvisation! I don't know how civilized they are, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I did at one time think it might be interesting to see uh, uh, Dr. Sage and Professor Savant from Sage and Savant (gasps) suddenly pop into a couple of the pods and pop out. Oh my goodness, wow, yeah. Before they, before their bodies melt away to nothing, and they jaunt <laughs> back, they go back home. Aww. yeah, Eddie and Chip, magic, magic people. But yeah, otherwise, uh, part of me used to think that maybe the things on Earth and the things in space were different timelines, and that there was all going to like jump and click together in different ways, and that they were each other's grandparents or something crazy. But obviously, that's not <laughs> not what's happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think they'll ever get to seed, will they? So <laughs> I know that. Uh, oh, here, my, no, darn it. Um, 
I know that the the uh, during the first season when they answered this question, some of them were talking about seeing them go to other planets, and I could I could yeah. see that going to another planet or possibly ending up back on Earth. Uh, and not knowing it was Earth. trying to run for their life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah, not knowing that was it was Earth. That would and that would be, definitely be possible for Leet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. This this planet is inhospitable. <laughs> we must leave. But land in the middle of Liverpool. <gasps> no, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no, Liverpool is very nice, and everyone should go there. It's very nice. These aliens, they don't speak English, but I'll teach them. They're speaking English. <laughs> Uh, it's only because I'd love to, to use my Liverpoolian accent and I haven't been able to yet. <laughs> Never mind. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. My, my only Liverpool accent is a, is a vague approximation of the Beatles, so oh. I won't even try it. <laughs> yes, the, the Beatles. Lovely. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> uh, I do think there needs to be a musical episode or season, though. I think there needs to be more singing, audio fiction, quite frankly. So. It needs full mm. choreograph numbers in that biosphere. Just be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God, I can just see Aaron trying to sing with Labichon Frise's uh, accent to something. Oh <laughs> no, 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 no. You give him the speaking song. Like the William <laughs> Shatner speaking song. <laughs> oh, okay. Like him doing Mr. Tambourine Man? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Labichon Frise doesn't sing. He talks over it's a French thing, like, uh, half of the stuff that, what, uh, Jacques... Cousteau. Not Cousteau. <laughs> Brel. Jacques Brel. Like, half of his songs sound like he's talking <gasps> instead of singing. So. Oui, oui. No, yeah, you regret. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Sorry, so, these guys marched in and they insisted on doing that. <gasps> Oh, oh. That That's is adorable. I, I have things. my big fluff, but he's sleeping on the on the hmm. armchair over there, so I won't. And nobody in audio knows what on earth we're looking at, and there's there's two big, gorgeous, small things that <laughs> have just been two little puppies waved at the screen. Hello. Yeah, my, I, I I record in a closet, and the door shuts, so and my puppy can't get in. So <laughs> oh. I'm so glad I'm not recording inside a house with cats anymore. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. They would not stop trying to get inside of the recording room. <laughs> oh, yeah. You would just hear screaming outside. There are no the rules room. for cats. Oh. Yep. Come in. <laughs> but yeah, I, or either that or it could be a, an evolution thing where somehow that explosion has sent everyone 5,000 years into the future and they are all pussycat oh. versions of themselves. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, just a <laughs> huge yeah. time skip. Yeah, everything's been resolved. Just, just but there's no problems. Yeah, and yeah. and Ooh. holograms and all that. Oh, or is that yeah. red dwarf? Sorry, it's getting sidetracked. Okay. But yeah, I <laughs> well, any anything is possible. I mean, we, we've already caught Shannon with her not knowing where the planets are located in the solar system. Okay. Um, it's okay. I don't know either. It's well, good. she, the Oz9 bounced off of the moon then barely miss Jupiter to then barely miss Venus. Oh. It, it's, it's, it's just slung around. <laughs> slingshot, slingshot. Yeah. It's science, science you don't understand. Well, <laughs> she did cover it later and say that, you know, they haven't really known where they were, so they've managed to come back. So, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Because they thought also, they were far away from the Earth. Also, who's deciding what those planets are? Like, could they have just not been those planets? And someone was like, yeah, that, that, that looks kind of like Jupiter. That's Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know what I mean, that they was. They wouldn't know one planet Whatever. from another anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. yeah, they did. The only person who remembered knew that they bounced off the moon was Olivia. Okay. And the only person who mentioned Jupiter and Venus was the narrator. Um, the others didn't even know that they'd come close. Mm-hmm. And was because the narrator? The narrator is come just on, it's the crew of the Oz Nine. Yeah. True. He doesn't know what this going on either. It's a hostage situation. Free the narrator. Let them. It's a collective autonomy. Uh, fight against the something inherited in the system. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. The narrator, I feel. Maybe, do, do they feed him? What, what happens, poor soul? <laughs> Who knows? No, we're doing a really good job getting through these questions. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> In the time limit that we have. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, let, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Stepping on board the Oz-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to FanRollDice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. What do you like or dislike about your character (gasps) or characters? I like her shoes. It's very nice. (laughs) Um, I don't like... uh, What I don't like? I don't like that there's not any chocolate scent for recording sessions. Um, (laughs) I don't think there's anything I don't like. I I think um, obviously the singing scene would be fun. Uh, But (laughs) uh, no, I I think um, perhaps even more sassy would be fun because that's totally alien to me. So it's fun to play it. (laughs) I think I've answered all the questions. Next. <laughs> I've never played a character that I just didn't like. Mm. Because a- as the person, I'm just thinking that if the character didn't like themselves just inherently as they're written, then that would likely make me not like the character just by default of that. But it's I, because I. I'm too close to the character. I'm stepping into the character. It's kind of hard to put that value judgment on. I can say what I think the character likes and dislikes, but I can't say that I really have disliked anything. Even really not very savory characters, I can't say that I've really disliked them per right. se. I don't think I could play them honestly if I They're if I just dislike them based on the actor's point of view. I guess I would say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I. Well, David, I think you and I have a bit of an advantage there. I don't know about Harry or Sarah, but we're both role players. And we can Ah. easily put ourselves into that position of our character. Uh, I mean, I I do it once a week and twice every other week. 
So well, uh, I hate to break it to you, Kevin, characters. but I'm pretty sure it's Are a you prerequisite a... for voice for actors yeah. to have at some point role played. <laughs> Probably. It's just a prerequisite. Like, yeah. I've run D and D yeah, games. I, I've run well, Vampire yeah. the Masquerade LARPs. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah. 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 I haven't. I, haven't I just didn't know your history. It's okay. So, yeah. It, it's... I wonder if you'd like it, Sarah. Well, I'm going to pop my cherry in the uh, department of role playing with Hem Cleveland, and uh, she's going. She's created a world for me. Uh, I, I interviewed her for Medieval about what it was like to work on those shows because I don't know, and uh, I've listened to them but not been in. And so she's written this new cool thing, and I'm going to do that with Kareem Cromfley and the wonderful Karen. Uh, oh, Kareem. So, yeah, so I'm really looking That's forward to that. That's going to be crazy. I can't. You're going to love that. You're going to have some Talk him high for me. Yeah. I will. I will. I speak to him lots. He's amazing. Him in a while. So. Yeah, he's, he's a groovy dude. Everyone should employ him and Karen. They're both amazing. And him, yeah. to be honest. Uh, yeah. So no, I haven't done it yet. So you say that, and I, I'm very excited to jump in because yeah, I love embodying characters. I truly do, and the physicality yeah. of them and everything. You know, I try and I try and fix myself into places that person. Sarah disappears somewhere. I'm not quite sure where she is. I think she's mm -hmm. here now. I'm not quite yeah. sure. It, I think this is me. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, that's the fun part about role playing. Uh, I mean, I, I I haven't been doing it much lately with the, with the character I play on Friday nights. But he's he's got a very that sort of half British, half American accent, like the East Coast snooty accent type thing Mid -Atlantics. going on. Yes. Um, because Mid Atlantic. Because he's putting on. Yes, you carry. Yes, ground. that's it. That's what it's called. Carry. And yes, and he's. He's tr because he's trying to to make himself seem better than he actually is when he's really just a thief, but <laughs> and but I, I I speak in the character's voice and and do all these other things and I lose myself in that character and yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. it's a way to to That's act so without fun. actually having a job. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, one day we shall be paid. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I love Julie, and I love what it looks like she's ramping up for, so I'm super excited for that. I do have two things I don't like about Julie, however. Uh, one, that she seems to misunderstand how a telephone works. Um, <laughs> behind a bush, whispering into a cell phone is not inconspicuous, and it seems to be her modus operandi. Uh, and then oh, the, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and uh, the the other thing is just uh, this this hiding in bushes deal. Like, well, now let's face it: the people she's hiding trees, from may you know, seem like they're supposed to be, you know. I I'm, I hate when I lose words. They're, they're supposed <laughs> to seem like they're, you know, educated and superior. But they're really just idiots. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Funny accent. I just, so. there's, there's, a, there's an element to playing a roguelike that I'm not quite enjoying with Julie. <laughs> and I feel like the entire time I should just be crouched and being like, man, I sure hope that guy can go around the corner. <laughs> I'm not in a great position right now. <laughs> you mean Shannon hasn't sent you two bits of bush to, to record behind? <laughs> I, I regret Get that sorted. You, that they are stuck in the mail. They got, um, uh. so, like... You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not that far away, but the problem is that if you ship bushes from Seattle to Olympia, yes. uh, somewhere around Tacoma, 
the industrial complex just kind of shoves them into a really bad chute and they get trapped. Oh, There's like a they, I think that's right because there are bushes. a couple of bushes been sitting on my back porch forever yeah. in a day. So. Wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tacoma, we are before. the kind of the tar pits of the Puget Sound area. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone finds any stray bushes on their door, please pass them on to Erie. <laughs> Box. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need more in-character stuff, you know. It'll just be so much easier for me to play Julie if I'm just in a bush all the time. Yeah. So. I just type, I just type yeah. that um, Mrs. Sheffield gets to deploy her, her machine gun lipstick at some point. Um, oh, yeah. That'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, with Greg, I, 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 like I said, he's, he seems to be a lot like my personality. Uh, I don't know how Shannon managed to tag it, or maybe it's just me breathing it into it, and then she's going, oh, I like that, and reading it into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, I, I, I like the, his personality. I like that he's, he tries to be the friendly kind, uh, but I also figure that one day he's just going to explode and yell at these idiots for being idiots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this Hulk yeah. moment goes green, rips his clothes <laughs> off. Is it, don't like is me it, when I'm angry. Y'all are lucky I'm not a bomb anymore. <laughs> Would the stripes get ripped off? Ooh, and, and splat on everyone else. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. I mean, we, when when uh, first came around, uh, someone mentioned, you know, zebras don't really have manes. They just have this brushy thing. And mm-hmm. Shannon went, oh, you're right. Oh, but the I'll let you in on a little was... secret. The good guys, my buddies, have never fucking seen a zebra in their life. So. Yeah, well, and that's what we figured <laughs> out. Zebras are probably <laughs> extinct, yeah. extinct, and it's probably just a robot horse that they painted stripes on. So yeah, <laughs> look, they tried their best, but somebody burned all of the encyclopedias for Z. So. <laughs> well, no, so everyone had to have buttons on their coats. Zips weren't allowed because they didn't know what they were. No <laughs> zithers being right. played. Oh, it's a tragedy. <laughs> oh, here's here's a good one. Um, of all the characters in the show, which character would you most most like to get a beer with? Which would you trust to babysit your child or dog? Um. Holy <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, can, can all, all of I us? I want to get a beer with Olivia. Yeah, I was going to say Olivia. She's quite groovy. Mm-hmm. She'd get the rounds in, yeah? Yeah. And Straight plus, forward, shoots yeah. from the hip. She, she she probably wouldn't get drunk, so, you know, you can just keep oh. going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that, did you say have a baby a... with? What was that question? No. Have a beer <laughs> with. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you want to have a beer with? Who would you trust to babysit <laughs> oh, your children right. or dog? Where my brain got confused. I don't have a dog. I'll go with cat. I, yeah, cat, yeah. Um, so. Oh, God. But then again, a cat doesn't care who's babysitting. babysitting it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I would ask Leet to babysit my cat. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, I would ask Leet to do that because my cat is a vicious monster who bites everybody. And I oh. think Leet is the only one who wouldn't smack him. <laughs> 
He will goggle him. Lee would probably yeah. be sitting there with with the cat hanging off his arm, going, "Oh, isn't he cute?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like my cat's a little vicious monster, so I I think Lee is the only one that I would trust not to be a you know like reactively just be like, "Hey, what the hell?" Um, as for having a beer with God, I don't know if I want to drink with any of them. They seem like the kind of people to start bar brawls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I suppose walking into a bar with a zebra would just lead to bad jokes, wouldn't it? Um. Mm. <laughs> well, remember, you, you could have a beer with your own character. You could have a beer with Julie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding behind your own bush. Take mine. <laughs> like, I guess I would also have. A, I don't drink that much, but uh, I think it would be fun to go with Lee to like Chuck E. Cheese or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't get wedged in the door, bless him. I mean, even yeah. that would be entertaining. Yeah. There's an entertainment yeah. value to taking leap anyway. I think just leap mm-hmm. answer leap to everything actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have a bath with. I'd go to the cinema. <laughs> uh, <laughs> although they wouldn't. Yeah. No, don't get up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Colin would also be funny to take drinking, if only because it's really funny to take snooty people drinking, especially to like a dive bar. <laughs> <laughs> now there's the danger talking. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would probably want to have a beer with Leet because it, with so much mass on him, I don't think he would ever get drunk. Right. I don't think he could drink enough to get drunk. Oh, no. dude, I could do a drinking contest against him. That would be really funny. <laughs> Are okay. you suggesting you'd win? <laughs> I might. Uh, like, in college, my uh, trick at parties was people would put six shots of vodka in front of me and it would do nothing. Amazing. Right, Ooh, next time we're online like this, it's a drinking competition. <laughs> oh, Liberty <laughs> steel. Yeah, well, I, I, when I was in the hospital, they gave me four units of morphine, and it didn't do shit either. So I don't know. Wow. I think I just don't process things very well. Wow. Yeah. For for me, pain meds don't don't really do much. I they really? had me on a morphine pump. I had a an, an emerging appendectomy a couple of years ago, and they had me on a morphine pump, and I was hitting the damn thing all the time, and nothing. Oh no, they had to knock me yeah. out to fix my shoulder. Yeah. Like yeah, we're but, not doing uh, anything other than knocking you out because yeah, when it comes to alcohol. When you say that, I can't drink like, anymore because of medication, but yeah, that's same here technically. Oh well, I'll have yours. That's fine. I'll take I'll take one for the team. Okay. Two. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Happy days. Of course, you know, for this for this other part of the question, who would you trust to babysit your child or dog? For me, uh. Honestly, probably Tiberius. I think he would take the best care of him. <laughs> yes. Uh, Wouldn't he, like, insult them, though? Well, I mean, it's a dog. He yeah, might... but dogs, I don't know, they can tell. Cats don't give a shit, but dogs... Oh, well, true, yeah, my, my dog would probably be barking at him the whole time, but, you know, he'd probably <laughs> feed her well and try to get her oh. to, you know, be quiet, so... <laughs> Makes sense. But I wouldn't trust anybody aboard the ship to watch my dog. No. Uh, my dog would be better suited to watch them. So. <laughs> and bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I think Mrs. Sheffield's too busy to have babies and pussies and dogs. So 
she just, yeah, she doesn't have time for things like that. So she wouldn't have, she'd just, um, I don't know what she'd do. She'd lurk in the background at the bar with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe and they wouldn't Joe? know she was there. Joe, yes, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a competency question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a que- that applies to everything with them. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why we love them. See, the section with competence was missing from their dictionary. So uh, <laughs> they took C out as Did well. The C encyclopedia yes. also get burned. <laughs> 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 There's half the Scottish language gone. (laughs) (laughs) So what are your hopes for Oz 9? (gasps) Hopes. But it goes on forever and ever and we're all employed gainfully. (laughs) That'd be nice. I I know a a common thread has been hoping that someone picks it up and turns it into a, a cartoon series. And we all yeah. get to do our voices, and it goes on and becomes a big That'd hit. Be fun. That's cool. I would love to see it as animation. Absolutely, it yeah. serves so well for animation. For sure. See it yeah. on Adult Swim. Oh, oh yeah, it would be super fun. On or uh, or on TBS, they did. They've done a couple of those types of shows there too. Oh, have they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Conan O'Brien produced it. Uh, like a venture. Oh, okay. It was on about a year or two ago. It was it was a science fiction thing, and quite honestly, uh, the main character put me a lot in mind of several of the characters from our show. Oh, <laughs> they stole the characters. So. Defamation. <laughs> Cry defamation. Yeah, yeah it was. So. Yeah, but, I, I uh, think it's interesting that I, the discussions had a lot. I, I do feel like I love the medium as it is, and I think it's the best medium audio. I really do. I enjoy it so much because, as the audience listening. You create your version of those characters in that world. You probably share some commonality with other people in some elements, but actually, as an individual experience, every single person listening has a different view of everything. And that's why I love it the most, because it's you being most creative. Um, And Mm -hmm. as a voice actor, uh, I get to do so many different types of character, from crone to toddler to middle-aged somebody... Uh, and sassy and evil and you know all sorts of characters which I couldn't do physically because this so <laughs> so yeah. I, I I think the medium as it is is, is my favourite and yes of course obviously going to another medium is very potentially exciting for anything and um, but I, I, I'm kind of sad if people say that you go you made it if you've made it into telly no you've made it because you've made this brilliant splash in audio so I think Big up audio folks, quite frankly. Yeah. But yes, of course, some films, animation, and, and all that goes with that, I think, are, are groovy too. But yeah, let's celebrate what we're doing right now. I think that's really groovy. <laughs> I, I do know that uh, there's been some talk uh, about trying to do a graphic novel. Uh, uh-huh. of the show. That'd be fun. So, uh, Shannon's been kind of working on that here and there, but a matter of getting the finances together are the artist who did all of our character drawing mm-hmm. would do it would do the artwork for it and it would just be a, a graphic novelization of our shows that's so cool yeah amazing there's some talented artists aren't there i mean fan art wise as well it's quite fun to watch on any show 
things coming in as to how people interpret characters. I love that. And that kind of interaction you cannot buy, can you? That's fun. I think you, you kind of feel like you, you've made it if someone's done a, a, a version of your character in a show. I think that's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos well, to artists. If anybody does right. want to do our show as a, as a cartoon, contact Shannon Perry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> at SK Perry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> SK, SKPerry at gmail.com. That's exactly right. We got there between us. C team work. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Go on. <laughs> or through the Oz9 website at oz, oz-9.com or on, our dis- on the Discord server on the Oz. Or yell at her Discord on server. Twitter. Yeah. yeah. In any accent um, you like. You could probably just scream into the ether long enough. Somebody will hear <laughs> I don't know. That's what I've been doing. That seems to be the way, that seems to be way we we uh, promote our show anyway. We just kind of yell, "Watch the show!" and people do. So, <laughs> or listen to the yes, show. Yes, watch it. Yeah, yeah watch it. Put your watch the audio drama on the website as the bar moves. It's great though, isn't it? Because there aren't so many comedies about, are there? And so I think this does stand out as a, a groovier of the more recent shows in the last year that yeah. have been fan- yeah. continually fantastic fun. Because uh, comedy is hard, isn't it? Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I do feel that yeah. uh, anyone who does it, so kudos to Shannon to, for writing such cool fun. Oh yes, uh, definitely uh, Shannon is just Yeah, and her buoyancy an and amazingness. Yeah, we said that yeah. same time. Uh, she, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know, you all, you're all aware. Shannon actually wrote a couple of uh, kids books. Uh, yes. Marietta and the Creeping, Creeping Nasties and Marietta and the Giant Mistake. I just finished reading both of them. Mm. They are so good. I actually, awesome. I need to yell at her because the end of, of uh, Giant Mistake made me cry. <gasps> so. Oh dear. It, okay. it was, started out as sad tears and then they became happy tears, so. Mm-hmm. So, well, good. It's, it's not an really onion well stuck on the back page or anything. It was actually the words. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, uh, the Giant Mistake <laughs> is only available as a, as a, uh, uh, digital download for like Kindle mm-hmm. or any of those things. It's still groovy. But Kudos. Yeah. Yep. Hooray for you can also get the Creeping Nasties that we do. Cool. I think it's, I got some of those last week. It's just... <laughs> it, re- it really does. It's a good showcase of how well she writes and she is a really good writer. She does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for sure. <laughs> the stories she has about how she's, what she's, how she researches what she puts in the show is just uh, I, if she could ever do a Patreon uh, of just her stories of how she's done research for different things, uh-huh. I think that would just go over well. Awesome. People would love it. Mm-hmm. She talks mm-hmm. about her browser history and everything else. Oh, uh, yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that actually would be a brilliant podcast, whatever. Everybody's browser history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, or scary. That's the, yeah. yeah. Ah, so that's what this person is about. <laughs> yeah, because I've written horror things and all sorts. So goodness, yeah, my how, how do you how do you break somebody <laughs> immobile with <laughs> uh, all those things? It's like, oh, so what are you planning, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <coughs> Scary. Yes. Is a bit crazy. Maybe FBI that's Interpol looking at your re- your browser history and what is this person up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. When people ask you what the podcast is about, what do you say? Oh, 
That's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> what to say? I, I think <clears throat> I just explain it as a, a, a space pod of grooviness. I like the word groovy, and that <laughs> it's funny, and you should just jump in. I feel like I haven't talked to another human in like months. So, <laughs> uh, gosh, this is just I, a I dream. Usually tell them it's, it's just it's. I always bring up Blake Seven, and then everybody always says, "What the hell is Blake Seven? Wow! And then yeah. I have to explain Blake Seven. Gosh, same. So I'm not good at selling podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have a hard time describing it too, uh, but I I I usually refer to it. If I can, the best way I refer to it is a cross between Red Dwarf and Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh-huh. I get that. Yeah. I'll say a quirky British-style comedy with absurdist humor. Yeah, there's a definite Python thing in there. Don't mm-hmm. mind. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. those influences Definitely. are very clearly there between all three of what you mentioned. Mm. Hitchhikers and Red Dwarf and uh, Python. Let's slide sure. in a yeah. Python. Definitely not Blake Seven though, because code. Shannon has never seen that show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Very few to people me. have. Yeah, plenty of people have. They're just Millions. old and in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I reckon. Yeah, probably all of the population of Britain watched it because we only had like two channels when that was out. <laughs> and now look at the world. Yeah, channel one, Blake Seven. Channel two, Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean it was the same creator. They're both Terry Nation, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, I got the collector's cards in like Ready Breck for Blake Seven. Or was it oh, Ready Breck? I can't remember. Awesome. I remember getting them. It's very exciting. <laughs> Show him an edge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what other projects are you involved in, planning on, hoping for? Wow. <laughs> We're all stunned into silence of the too many projects mm. reeling in <laughs> our in our heads. Uh, well, I'm trying to find more funding for the next season of Anyone for Coffee. Uh, which is uh, very exciting and I'm embroiled in various fun things as recurring characters which is very cool so I think Tunnels is coming back and uh, I've recorded for a plethora of different things this last few weeks Edict Zero which is awesome fun people should listen to Um, and yeah otherwise I'm writing I do Bogies and Ghoulies which is my kids horror show Uh, written a few episodes of that so it's about getting my act together to to get those done and Madcap which should have been out last summer <laughs> is maybe possibly going to come out this summer <laughs> it's another six dystopian stories that uh, other writers have written alongside me and uh, it's got a cast of, of many folks who I adore and are amazing so thank you to all of them for jumping in it's uh, going to be 12 months later than planned but better late than never right <laughs> yeah, I, I know I mentioned uh, when we when I was part of that uh, creator's uh, interview, that that and that it just kind of popped out of my mouth. I hadn't even discussed it. That there was a idea that I had that I was writing down um, that I would like the cast to do. I haven't. I've got one episode of it written, and the next episode partially written and mostly in my head, but I haven't gotten enough of it done to show the cast and say hey do we want to do this um, and it would only be like a 
once a month thing because several of the cast members said, I don't know if I've got time to do two podcasts. Uh, Just but two? I do know that. Uh, yeah. I oh, know. Silly. <laughs> yeah. No, do 10. Um, why, do, why do one when you can do 11 at the same time? Right, exactly. It's, yeah, just, um, it's fine. But I, I do know, and Shannon might, might cut this part, uh, but she has been wanting us to do uh, audio interpretations of her books that mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier. Awesome. I remember that. So um, I don't know if she's, that. I don't know if she wants to keep that secret or what, so she might cut this part. Just a long beep. (laughs) (laughs) And Shannon is beep. I think they cut out the dictionary as well. Don't use that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Gosh. um, I feel like when it comes to my plans and stuff, it's been kind of a long, arduous road. But now that I'm healthier, healthier. Uh, I'm, we heard the air quotes. Yeah. You are, you are. At air quote voicing. Um, and, and some of my team that was also dealing with some health. Like, Crossword stations got whammed uh, a couple years back. So my team's starting to do better. I'm starting to do better. Uh, we really want to get Jim, Robbie, and the Wonders back off the ground. We have two more seasons planned, and we're just kind Crazy. of sitting on them. Um, and then I had some other shows that I wanted to work on. So we have, I have stuff that's in like the back burner. It's just taking a while because we're just trying to make sure we don't burn ourselves out again or get sick again or whatever. Yes. So, and that, that's a definite thing in the podcasting community. I know yeah. a lot of people who have burned themselves out. Because you do so badly. much, you know? It's well, not just yeah, about the making and the planning, is it? There's so much that goes alongside that people have no idea who just listen, perhaps. And it's, it's not structured like television or video games mm. or whatever. Granted, video games have their own crunch problem, but like the problem is that everybody does everything. And yeah. we're kind of of the mindset that if we can't produce as fast as other people who have might have more money or more people or whatever, like or if we're not working at the same pace as other people, we're not good enough. There's a real comparison problem. We need to stop that, don't we? Stop, if you're doing that, stop it now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just trying to teach myself that like, so long as I get stuff done, even if it takes like three years to get the next episode of Jim Robbie out, you know, at least least I'm doing something. And I think, to be honest, I should be having fun doing this. 100%. 100%. Most podcasters aren't getting paid enough to be destroying themselves over these things. Gosh, you're so Like, right. I would rather have fun and treat this like a hobby, even though I am technically working in a professional level. But, yeah. like, I, 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 I can't. I can't burn myself out again. I can't get sick again. I can't. Like, it's not fun. No. Um, obviously, not fun. But it's definitely something that's been bothering me for a really long time now that like right. podcasting is so built around competition and pushing oneself to like an extreme when we should really just be like chilling and helping each other out but where does that come from though you know it's like who is saying that there's no one saying it i think it's a, an implied I think it's also just because we're looking at other industries that have like yeah. a much better setup and we're saying like why can't we get to where they are and like the reason right. we can't get to where they are is because Half of us are people in our own houses with recording studios that we've built, but mm. that there's a beauty in that in itself. Like, no, we're not yes. a movie studio, but we get to make what we want to make. We don't have to get greenlit. Yes. We don't have to like go through all of the stress of that kind of stuff. Yes. But no, Tell we're not gonna, story. you know, be able to release an episode a week. 
necessarily, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing that at the minute, and it's really stupid. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I basically anyone for coffee is an amalgam of audio fiction and two separate interviews, one done on a, a Zoom and one done over clean feed. So three completely different editing experiences <laughs> done every week. Uh, it takes uh, it's an, a 50-minute episode. So, you know, if you're doing podcast uh, things, you know that's a lot of work. <laughs> On yeah. top of um, my voice acting and other things. And as I forgot to say about Mediva, which is... Uh, boiling in the background as well which I'm, I'm releasing soon with some amazing people in it including I hope Shannon herself is going to come and talk to me about creating comedy characters and bringing them to life <laughs> oh you know she'll be delighted to you oh, know yeah, that yeah I can't wait I need to set a date <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, well that's the the questions that uh, we already that were made by Shannon or whoever made them originally. Uh, so now we're on to a couple of questions from uh, people from the Discord server. Um, were you a fan of Oz9 before you joined the cast or were you brand new to the show? Fan. Bing. <laughs> Ten yeah, points. I gave my story at the top of the show. Yeah. So Same. Yeah. I instant did. immediate fan. I feel bad. I didn't listen to the show before I came on. Uh, I got the email and I was like, oh shit, if I'm going to voice for the show, I should probably listen to it. <laughs> um, and so I went and I like, binged through all of the episodes and I had a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, I, uh, no, I, I, it wasn't until Shannon contacted me and was like, hey, you want to voice that? I was like, oh, uh, sure. I need to listen to that. <laughs> That's so exciting as well, isn't it? All this unknown world that you suddenly. Yeah. Oh, but it's also kind of cool listening to something, knowing that you're going to be part of it. Oh, yeah. Like having that chance yeah. to listen to it for the first time, knowing like, oh, shit, I'm going to be in this. I'm going to be able yeah. to like, I'm going to hear my voice at some point as a character. So that is that truly was, exciting. Really I agree with yeah. that. Like when I, when yeah. Shannon asked, uh, it's like, oh, exciting, I'm going to be in a, a comedy. Because <laughs> uh, I've played a lot of badass, nasty people. So it's kind of nice to play a badass, kind of nice, maybe, person. Uh, who knows? But yeah, villains are the best. Um, yes. so fun. No one's ever cast me as a villain. Oh, eerie. We need to get on that. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna call the show Eerie the Villain. We'll get get onto that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Part uh, doing voice acting for me was basically a, a bucket list I item for me. Mm. And you know, when I reached out and said, "Hey, Tim, could you ask her if she'd be interested?" and she said yes, it was. You know, I was okay if she'd said no. Um, but you know, I I enjoyed the show. It was it was That's fun awesome. to, to listen to. Mm. I, I'd say I was a fan, uh, but before I decided to reach out and uh, join uh, cast, um, but yeah, I, I, it's it is it's just a lot of fun to do this, and it's something that I know that at some point in time, even if it's hidden somewhere in the deep dark recesses of the internet in twenty or thirty years, I can still point out and say, see that I did that, I was yeah. part of that. I feel that the legacy. <laughs> Yeah. The legacy yeah. is audio print somewhere. 
uh, until we all blow up in about three billion years. But until then, <laughs> it's there. But so I'm just going to be around at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be on other planets scattered like seeds, won't we? Um, <laughs> but I think just your point about uh, reaching out, I condone that a lot. No, that's the wrong word. I. What's the word? I. I big up that a lot <laughs> that you should if you love a show tell that producer that you love their show and if there's any way you could do a voice on it and like you've done you never know when it could happen and I say that a lot to voice actor folks on my show as, go for as it as somebody do it. who has done producing I hate casting yeah. I hate it it's <laughs> the worst thing of, of like it's the I hate it it's the worst so when I have like a list of people who have reached out to me to be like, hey, I love you, I want a voice on the show, um, and I know that they have like sound equipment and they can do it, and like that makes me so happy because I can just email someone and be like, please do this for me. I don't want to have to cast. <laughs> like, casting yes. calls are so exhausting. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I mean, if I know that they can do it, and I'm like, even just, I don't like voice reels personally, but like right. even just knowing what they sound like like I, it's so much easier to pick out a character if i have like a network of people that i know that i can be like okay i know you're reliable i know you can do this mm. yeah go do it for sure brilliant hooray so just reach out and go and join yeah, your favorite absolutely. shows <laughs> you never know <laughs> you have to talk be. to the mission to rejected people then <laughs> dun, dun, dun. drop a little kind of thing on them and say hey yes I actually auditioned for. I kind of uh, hinted, but it wasn't. It was. I don't think I hinted strongly enough. You have to be blunt in the I, podcasting industry. None of us know what's happening. Right. <laughs> you go. Oh, uh, you mean me? Actually. <laughs> Wait, you were talking. You said to mission me? rejected. I can't tell. Yeah, you said mission rejected. Tim Sherbert and I both actually auditioned for that last episode that just came out of Mission Rejected. Oh, did you? So mm. yeah, neither of us got a part, but we both auditioned. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> Next time. Yes. Yeah. Keep going. More mission rejected episodes, hopefully. Yeah. But you see, yeah. maybe it was doing it was what it said on the tin that you were rejected by mission rejected, <laughs> and then your mission is to jump back on and go no. Because <laughs> that's the other thing, isn't it? With rejection, you know, it's like dealing with that, and uh, I think that is kind of a hard thing sometimes when it's happening again and again. And I, I wonder, how do you folks, have you ever had rejection and dealt with it in a way that maybe you shouldn't? Or have you got ways of dealing with rejection in a good, positive way? <laughs> Just adding it's, my own questions. To me, it's kind of water off my back. It's when you, when you do enough theater, mm. uh, you go through it enough. Yeah. And I, I tell myself, because it's very often true, and especially being on having been on the casting side as well, yeah. that most of the times it's not you that was rejected, it's that there's someone else that hit that role more accurately. So, and I don't find that a reflection on me, it's just somebody just had that certain something that the casting director was looking for. Yes. So I just say, okay, well that's all right, there will be more roles down the line, there will be more parts down the line, and I will get cast in something yes. down the line. So it, it, it's like a bus. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you miss a bus, just another one will come. Yep. Several at once. As long as you keep going to the bus stop, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Not to be excessively negative. Not that this. I don't. I don't know if it's excessively negative or not. But like, at least with like stage acting and stuff like that, podcasting is a little better. Um, if you look a specific way that just isn't 
commonly castable. Hmm. Sometimes you just get used to not being cast. Okay. Um, <laughs> like a lot of the stuff that they were casting at my university when I was doing stage acting, like didn't require a small Jewish person ever. Okay. And they weren't doing a lot of blind casting. So I just kind of got used to the idea that like, okay, I don't look like what you want me to look for the character and that's fine. I'll just make my own stuff. That's kind of why I got into podcasting. Cause I was like, okay, I can't see myself anywhere. There's no Middle Eastern Jewish women. Fine, I'll make Represent. one. Represent, yes. Um, yeah, like, uh, and I, I think that's one of the things I really like about podcasting is that if you want that representation, you can make that representation. And then if yes. it doesn't necessarily need to be representation representation, people are just listening to my voice. It's not my face. It's not how I look or, I don't know. Um, so it's a lot nicer. Uh, so yeah, when, when I get like with the rejection and everything, it's kind of like, okay, I just didn't fit what you needed for that role. Like that happens. Yeah. I'll get something else. Yeah, that's, Somebody that's part of the reason me. why, I, right. That, that's part of the reason why I wanted to start getting into voice acting. I, I don't have the look that people want. I've always been a little overweight, a little chunky and I don't necessarily have the right voice or the right look that they're, that they're looking for. I've got a fairly tenor voice. So it's hard for me to have that deep masculine voice, which is why I hated doing the voice of Matt on the show because he was supposed to be this hunky guy and I can't get that deep voice that sounds right. It just sounds silly instead of uh, deep and, and macho. Uh, but when it comes to, uh, for the most part, yeah, rejection, I, it, it just, it, it happens. It's going to happen. You're going to get rejected for things. Um, that doesn't stop me from getting later gone going to or listening to the show and going, I could have done that role so much better. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, jealousy is but, one uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always a role you wanted and you're like, oh, I didn't get it. Yeah. And you're grumpy on that person right. for a little while. Yeah. 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 But, you know, for what it's worth, you all look beautiful. 100%. Thank you. Just so it's... <laughs> Stunned silence. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, I, we have a couple more questions on here if we can get to them. Uh, apart from Oz9, do you have a favorite podcast? Oh my goodness, how can I choose between uh. my children? <laughs> <laughs> Quirpline. <laughs> Don't listen Groovy. to Quirpline. <laughs> cool. Quirpline. It's, it's, so the premise of Corpline is essentially it's like a radio station, um, but it's more like a talk show radio station that has like two hosts and guests sometimes in a fictional, very strange kind of cuckoo clock or cuckoo cloud land, like small town in Canada. Um, it's very funny. And it's one of those podcasts that like there's no stakes. So for me, I have a lot of nerves, and so sometimes it's really nice to just listen to something absolutely ridiculous that, like, <laughs> okay. you're just like, yeah, this is fun, and no one's getting, you know, grievously injured or killed or, I don't know, upset very often. So nice. it's just a nice, relaxing listen for me. Well, it's no oh. secret anybody who's listened to anything I've talked about that 
obviously Isis 9 has been a favorite and then to be on it is just an absolute honor mm -hmm. uh, relativity is one of my all-time favorites that so. that show is just it's just so much fun it's so fantastic and yeah girl in space was the one that got me interested in producing and wow. creating an audio drama those oh. are those right there are my top three easily amazing yes sir everyone <laughs> Uh, my, uh, honestly, I never really listened to podcasts until Tim started posting on Facebook about all of his about Oz Nine. Then I started listening to Oz Nine, and then I found about out about Wi-Fi Sci-Fi. So I listened to the uh, Ninth World Journal, uh, Relativity, Girl in Space, Sage and Savant, and uh, why do I always have a hard time with the last one? Moonbase Theta out. Moonbase Theta out. Yay. Yes, I don't know why I have the problem with that. But I, so I listened to all those, and then after I listened to those shows, I was like, you know, I could really go for something else. So I listened to Wolf 359, uh, <gasps> Wooden Overcoats, mm. um, Mission Rejected. Uh, uh, I, mostly I, I, I like the comedy stuff. I, I, we fix space junk. Um, I, I'm very much into comedy. It's so much better because I spend so much day, so much of my day driving around in a bus listening to people talk about real life and most of it is just sh makes me want to just yell shut up at him so you know yeah, listening yeah. to something that i can just laugh at is and is release great. Um, yes <laughs> as for a favorite i don't know that i really have a favorite uh of the others um uh i mean i guess wooden overcoats is is kind of up high up there um, so classy. I, I just yes. i I've grown up with with British comedy. My my dad introduced me to uh, uh, Monty Python with uh, the Holy Grail when I was a kid. Amazing. And then we watched. We used to watch the British sitcoms on our local public broadcasting station. So I saw uh, Good Neighbors, uh, Are You Being Served, um, and several other things. I'm so free. anything that has that uh, British comedy flavor to it, just it's great. So you know. Groovy. Yes, hooray for British comedy. <laughs> Again, there needs to be more. But yeah, I, I, I agree with the, the whole... I was, I'm a python born and raised lass. I'm in love with Michael Palin. And Michael, if you ever want to come for a pint, I'm free. But um, essentially, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I love so many podcasts. I listen to a lot. I try to listen to a lot um, because I feel as a voice actor that helps me get better too, listening to dynamics and what people are doing and how they're doing it and, and all those kind of things. So I, I've listened to so many and uh, I love the Truth podcast. That was one of my ways in. The Truth and one, Wolf 359 were some of the first things I was really enamored with as well as the Bright Sessions by the amazing Lauren Shippen. Um, but uh, there's so many now. I mean, I was me and Fiona were made up to be on the uh, Amelia podcast, which the Amelia project, which you know is again that was one of our favourites, and we were like, oh, we're going to be in it. It's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So so things like that are always glorious to to get involved in. But there's so much right now, you know, so many fantastic writers, producers, sound designers uh, coming through. So um, yeah, it's it, it's difficult to to nail down newer ones but um but yeah there's some some new talent coming through that i think are working beautifully hard to to improve their craft you know with a lot of people you can see from their first episodes how different that is to the end of their first season and things like that so i love that it's a learning medium 
for, for a lot of people right now. So if you want to make stuff, get out there and do it. There's loads of people who will help you 100%, including everyone here, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah. If you're in the Olympia area, I have a recording booth that's available. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. There you go. You 50 know. bucks an hour. Yeah. No, it's a dollar a minute. Oh, so goofy. 60 bucks an hour. Is that with or without clothes? That's fine. More expensive. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I, I guess if you bring a sanitization equipment, you can be in there You're naked. Good. Yeah. It's good on that, I guess. <laughs> I suppose it depends what you're recording, but yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tangent, We've got sorry. one more question that was asked by folks on uh, the Discord server. Nice. Uh, we keep getting more surprises about what's going on with these characters and the Oz project. Without mm -hmm. any spoilers, how much were you told about your characters? Are you privy to information that hasn't yet been revealed to the audience? Well, that would what? require Shannon <laughs> to actually know what's going on, so... <laughs> no, I have absolutely no idea. Which is exciting! Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't get your Bibles in the mail? <gasps> <laughs> well, I did, but it came from the Gideons, so. Oh, well. It's still in the decontamination unit for 72 hours. <laughs> it's stuck in Tacoma with the ficuses. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's behind your bush, Mrs. Yes. God. No, I, I kind of like not knowing what the hell's happening. Every episode is like a... Like I, 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 I like cold reading to begin with, but I deliberately don't read the scripts that Shannon sends us. So that like mid episode, I'm just like, wait, what? Why is this happening? Bonnie well, can record this that about way too. Theo, Dr. Theo Bromey, I'll say this about him is that joining the cast as the last member and Theo Bromey was woken up from a pod mm. and he doesn't really know what's going on well of course nobody does on that <laughs> ship but everything is completely unfamiliar to him he doesn't know any of these people he doesn't know the situation and it's not the way he understood it was going to be mm. so coming in like that where everything is a surprise works to my advantage as an actor then I can be surprised as yeah. Dr. Theo Brome so I think it would be I think it would be a little bit of a hindrance to play him with foresight of what was going to come or what was going to become of him. Mm. I think it's that way for everyone. I don't think anybody knows anything about what's going on at all. No, I have yeah. no idea what's going on with <laughs> Sheffield. Which, which is on par with the cast of Oz 9. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Every, every episode I learn something new that I'm like, oh, okay, this makes less sense now. Thank you. <laughs> fine, the, I don't the, need to know. <laughs> uh, be, before I actually recorded for my first uh, episode, Shannon had me sit in on one of the uh, uh, Skype sessions to see what how things go, and, yeah. and they were joking about oh sometimes you know she's shoving paper she's shoving lines under our face or at at the recording and I thought you know yeah right <laughs> until we've been getting scripts literally ten minutes before we start recording <laughs> so it's yeah it's it's it makes it. It's, it's fun. Um, I think it works to the show's advantage that the actors are just as much in the dark as the characters. Right. <laughs> so. Chaos uh, and shoes. Yeah. One of my favorite memories about that was when uh, we had uh, the episode where the albatross thinks that she's um, 
Colin's wife. Oh, yeah. Um, Tim is reading that line, and he says, uh, and he reads the line, Helen, your, or, or uh, not Helen, um, Glinda, your sister, or Glinda, my wife? What? <laughs> what was he, he just, <laughs> the shock of him reading that line was just, <laughs> everyone la- died laughing. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, well, I mean, that was the last question we got from, we did get one more question, but it, it's more for a full cast, and I think only maybe one of us here could actually answer that question. Um, but I'm going to send that on to Shannon. Why don't we try, though? Later. Come on, I'm up for it. Okay, yeah, all right. Do this. Um, let me, let me pull it up, and, and I'll see if I can. Do it in your best French um, accent, come on. <laughs> the best French accent that one can do? Oui, monsieur. Okay, let's uh, try. The moustache. <laughs> so good. Uh, has, has anyone's character changed or ended up going in a direction they did not expect them to? Oh, I did change my clothes between the first episode I was in and the second one. Other than that, <laughs> not sure about changing anything else. You know, to be true, uh, I was told that I was playing somebody's wife. And uh, then I show up, and it turns out I'm some sort of international super spy. So <laughs> I think there's a bit of change there, so not too bad. Uh, oh, I did not yeah. speak in my French accent. I am, ah, I am upset. I am, <laughs> oh, voilà, monsieur, le cabage avec la voiture. Oh, no. <sighs> David, yeah, what is no, your I French think, accent? I think a lot of things change very quickly. And that makes it fun because you think you have an idea of what's going to happen. Even yes. just the small bits, just about your character. And then all of a sudden, you've got no idea. And yes, we, we. it's very strange. Strange. I, I have uh, an idea has just come to me. We could release a book called That's Not My Bush. <laughs> <laughs> A little side. Right end up in the adult section. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh. not my bush. There you go. Something to See, we have lingerie range. We have bush books. We have so many ideas. We have an iPad that tans you. What? Uh, what can we not do? <laughs> We're doing well, I think. This is a wonderful, uh, you know, brainstorming session for Boy. things that. Shannon can talk to us again. Mm. Yes. Yes, well, of course. But uh, what, what has changed about me? Well, I said, uh, mm, I, I was a boom. I'm a zebra. Boom, boom. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> of course, my first character died. Then my second uh, character died. Then my third uh, character died. Nobody my fourth expects the... Oh. Died. <laughs> the Spanish murdering... <laughs> the fourth one fell over into the swamp and burned and oh no. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Tabil, Tabil, what do you say? Oh. Well, with three episodes there's not been much time or opportunity for him to change, so <laughs> Yes, it's true. 
but wait till the fourth one. It all kicks off from there. <laughs> that's where the pivot's going to happen. That's where, right. yes. The fourth episode, he becomes Jamaican. Barista, Starbucks, he's been dreaming all of this. <laughs> <laughs> a barista's dream. Oh. Uh, if, if she turns, the, if she pulls the thing elsewhere on us with this though. episode, with this show, <laughs> I... <laughs> Final episode of Oz 9. It was all Dr. Theo's fever dream while he was in the pod. Unless unless we are all actually a figment of Shannon's imagination, then we are not entirely real in the first place. That couldn't be possible. No? You sure? No. I think anything is possible. I'm positive. <laughs> Fair enough if you say it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, are, are, are we finito? Are we finished? Yeah. Well, that's all the questions. Does anybody else have anything they want to say or feel uh, they want to share with the with our listeners? I'm just having a good time on the show. Yeah. Just fun. Just looking forward to next season. Same. It's very exciting to be in f- something funny. So keep up the fun. Keep listening. Draw you. Sunglasses. <laughs> <They'll> just... <laughs> no bush included. <laughs> it could be a bush, it's fine. <laughs> I have no control over the internet. But yeah, keep listening and share it. Share it to your friends and your friends' friends and your friends' 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 friends and your etc. Just repeat to fade. Thanks again to Erie Alexander, Sarah Golding, Kevin Hall, and David S. Deer of Oz9 Podcast. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. here? What is this? Oh god, what have you done? Spaceships. Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.